This is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. <laughs> is it my line now? I should have warned you. <laughs> well, I'm David Crawford. You have one line in the show, and that was it. Well, it's I, not I, Italian, so I don't know what's happening. I should, yes. <laughs> David Crawford, opera singer, and now a professor at University of Tennessee and vocal coach for yep. private lessons and all these things, which is exciting because it means you're going to be in town more, and I like that. Uh, and we're going to talk about that on the show today. We do appreciate your uh, watching, liking, sharing, and subscribing to the Frank and Friends Show, whether it's on any of the audio podcast apps, so you can just hear David's voice in your AirPods. Say something. I don't know if you'd want to do that. I mean, it's much better to look at me. But the, but to hear me is fine, too. Yes, you can rumble the, Air, the AirPods with that. <laughs> and, of course, on YouTube, help us get to 1,000 subscribers before Christmas, where you subscribe to the YouTube channel or tell a friend to subscribe, and then... Ring that bell for notifications so you don't miss any of our episodes. Got some stuff coming up, including one that I recorded in a cave with Catherine Frady. Ooh. Um, and she's singing in it. So oh, that's great. So yeah. it's got a lot of things I'm watch going that one. on. Got a lot of things going on in that episode. Uh, of course, all of our uh, regular podcast episodes and our fabulous merch. You know, we've got, the, we've got the mugs. But you think this is just not enough. If you're in a cave, let's say, and it's chilly down there, 58 degrees, you know what you would need? It would be a beautiful Frank and Friends hoodie for the oh, fall. Yes. Right? Now that it's autumn. Yeah. We've passed nice. the autumnal equinox. That's the, uh, well, I don't know. It's well, it is. Today's Earth, Wind, and Fire Day, so it is time. On the day that we're recording. Yeah. But yeah. when the oh, day that you're watching, my apologies. it will be, um, I don't remember. Let me okay, look. Okay, that's fine. I think it'll be Tuesday the 20... 20- um, something if anyway, uh, Taylor so it'll Swift. So it would only be eighty nine degrees that day rather than ninety seven. Right. Yeah, Ta- okay. Taylor Swift did a uh, version of September. Okay. The Earth Wind and Fire song. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know if she tried to just do it from memory. Um, That's <laughs> <laughs> what it sounded like to me. Yeah. It sounded like to me like she knew the song pretty well, eh. except for the key line where she declared it to be the twenty eighth of September. Uh, Which would be tomorrow, as you're watching this on the 27th. So the prompter was absent for that one. Yeah, there's nothing. No she, had, she had yeah, no. Okay. Uh, she missed it. Missed it by a week. That's a, well. At least it was an even number. At least it wasn't like five days later. It was, it was like, seven days later. Yeah, seven days. So that's yeah, good. So she probably just a, she had a bad calendar. She yeah. just circled the made the circle too big. And <laughs> or maybe like, she prefers the 28th day of September. She hates the 21st, and she wanted to to let that be known. I did the math. I was I play that song a lot oh, on the radio, I'm as sure you know. You do. And in fact, I even stuck it in extra for that day. Uh, but I realized at one point when I was just trying to think of anything to say, it's got this beautiful like 19 second intro, plenty of talk time yeah. leading up to it. Um, and it was June. Oh, it was June. It was my birthday. In fact, okay, yeah. I'm, 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 the day before my birthday, June 21st, okay. uh, which is the longest day of the year, Frank. Yeah, and um, my mother would always tell me I was in labor for the <laughs> longest day of the year, Frank. Because she went into labor on the 20th. She mm-hmm. was in labor all day the 21st, and I'm born 2 a.m. on the 22nd. Okay. So it's June 21st, and I'm playing the song September on the radio. I said, hey, that's nine months from today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> or not nine months. That was nine months before. Today, Ju- September, well, you know what I'm trying to say. We it's basically, um, I was born nine months after the 21st of September. September, yes. That's there what I'm go. trying to say. I understood. Well, yeah. Sorry. Poor mom. <laughs> we got there. It's a long way around. Uh, <laughs> so you are Mr. Opera. When I met you the first time, um, you were singing at a concert, and we got chatting. Your yep. beautiful bride, Laura Beth Wells, has been here as a friend of the Franks and Friends show. Uh, but you're, at the time, you were in Santa Fe, maybe, doing opera. 
at the time Laura Beth was here. You were I don't somewhere. Know if I was in Santa Fe. You were somewhere. I might have been in New York. But you were somewhere. I was not here. Yes. Yeah. And then in the course of those times, you've been to all of these places. Yes. Um, you're known for all the Metropolitan Opera stuff. In fact, yes. I can still picture you in that version of Rigoletto that was done Rat Pack style. Yeah, with the gold jacket. Yeah, it's yep. not on TV. Yep. I mean, I would love to have seen it in person, but thankfully you can watch it on TV and online. Right. And that jacket was one of a kind. Yeah. Um, they had a conversation with HBO who was filming the, um, the Beyond the Candelabro with the... The Marachi movie? And that fabric was wanted by both companies, so they split it in half. So there was only enough to make one jacket. Oh and my gosh! So my understudy, his jacket was not my jacket. Oh. So was, that was pretty cool. Is that you know? Well, that is pretty fun cool. stories because you know at funeral homes they don't even clip, make the back of the jacket. It's just it is, it's open. Are you saying that I need to go to a funeral? No, what I'm saying is if they needed to scrimp on the fabric, ah. they could have left the back off like they do at funeral homes. But see, that's why I dressed up for each day because, you know, I'm an opera singer. You know, we've got to bring in a little class to the, you know, Frank or Friends. That's what it's about. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. So after all those years of the Metropolitan Opera, um, you and your family relocated to Knoxville. Yes. Which is a nice place to live. It and is. you can still travel back to the Met. Well, as long as, you're, as long as I'm near an airport, I can go wherever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the... Knoxville Airport, while it's a little tiny, needs a little bit of expansion. You can still get to places to get to places. They are working on getting in some more flights. I've oh. been seeing well, them in the news. Not only more flights, I hope they decide to get some more gates. And a longer runway so they can have bigger planes. Yeah, well, That's you know, part of it too. little by little, because yeah. this place needs a bigger airport. Oh, wow. Um, but I've also seen you in local productions, too, with yes. KO and certainly Marble City Opera. And I'm, yep. you know, I mentioned Catherine Frady already. Mm-hmm. I'm on the board now of Marble City Opera. So I went recently with Catherine and my wife and a few others. You were out of town to see a screening of the Tosca. The Tosca, yes. That Jim Johnson recorded. Mm-hmm. And they had it at uh, Central Cinema. And just to see it all over again and hear you and see you running around like uh, you know, crazy Angelotti, right? Yep. That was good. Yeah, no, it's, it was a good production. It was really fun to do it in, I mean, the first act, in a church sanctuary. Because yeah, that's where it's set. Site-specific. Yeah, it was really cool. And Catherine does that a lot. You know, that's part mm-hmm. of Marble City Opera's um, mission. You know, the next October opera about the Dolly Parton fans, they're doing it at the um, Old City Performing Arts Center. And I think okay. the one about Ada Lovelace, who is the lady from the 1800s who came up with algorithms that we use nowadays in computers. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's also going to be in the old city. But the one they're doing in June is going to be site-specific. It's called Susanna. Uh Have you heard of it? I have. I have heard of it. (laughs) I've heard of it a couple times. I saw you sing a a piece from it at a Mm -hmm. concert last year. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be at the Marble Springs Estate, which I think is the home, I'm almost positive I've got this right, the home of Governor John Sevier. Okay. Well, I mean, what's great about doing that is that Susanna is set in East Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, it was you know, like the story is East Tennessee. Well, when Catherine so. sang one of the arias from it, she's going to play Susanna. Um, it was at this cave concert I told you about. Yeah. And the song mentioned um, Asheville, mm-hmm. uh, Nashville, and Knoxville, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, in, it's, it's kind of in that hybrid in between. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah, so that'll be good times. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, a classic American opera from the mid-20th yes, century. Yes, and Carlisle Floyd, the composer, just passed away like last year. So it's oh. nice to have a good, you know, kind of tribute to him. That is great. Yeah. All right, well, that's fun. You find out about that. at. Uh, in fact, I, since I'm on the board, I'll plug um, season tickets available now at marblecityopera.com slash tickets. Yeah. And also the individual tickets for the first show, which is the 
Heartbreak Express have just went on sale. And I highly recommend all of it, especially the Susanna. There might be a special guest appearing in that. Oh, I hope so. Um, yeah. We'll, I, I mean, know. it would be so amazing for Marble City Opera to have a ca- someone the caliber of, I don't know, a Metropolitan Opera star in the in the show. Be so, so, yeah, just, you know, there's, there's a chance that there might be some special guests. So. <laughs> I love it. Well, also now, uh, your other new big thing is uh, you got a job. I did. I took you a got, job. You actually got a job. I did. Because, you know, as, as an artist, every, my, this, is gigs. My, this is my first job ever. Because you've had gigs. Yeah, you're just a, gigs. You're you know, a gig I've, guy. I've, you know, and I mean, granted, I worked full time at the Metropolitan Opera, but it was still, you know, that was still a gig. It's per show. Yeah. Well, no, oh. it's per week. But, oh, per week. Okay. But it was on a, you know, but this is a job. Nice. I have an office. A nameplate? Uh, yeah. Business card? No. <laughs> you're probably getting them. You're probably, they'll probably be they're probably on the way. You probably just don't know that you're getting them. Yeah. I've got a grand piano, a view of the track and field. It's fantastic. Tell, well, what's, what's the job? Um, I'm a full-time um, lecturer at the University of Tennessee. I have got 14 private voice students, and I teach a class with the graduate students. Now, the private voice students, is that through UT, or is that a separate? Yeah, through UT. They're all voice majors, or minors. Uh Mm -hmm. And vocal performance. Either vocal performance, music education, some music business. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, and all of them are, you know, private, either half hour or hour lessons. Well, that makes sense. My wife was a music business major, but she certainly sang in all of the choral right, things. You, and yeah. you sing in, the, sing in the, there's the choirs and everything, but there's also, you know, private lessons. And it's, you know, yeah. you just come into my room and we uh, work on some literature and, you know, present it at the end of this, each semester. They have recitals. They, though, so they'll have a junior and a senior recital. Yeah. And um, so the freshmen and sophomores, they're, they get to juries, which are a performance for the voice faculty at the end of each. It's kind of like your yeah. final you know, exam, exam yeah, or yeah. paper or something. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, it's great. Well, um, now the University of Tennessee Opera Theater, James Marvel is James involved Marvel, with that. Yes. Um, they do full-on productions. In fact, I've only started going in the past couple of years since I got to know James, he said, you know, we got a really good show. You should come yeah. see Magic Flute or okay. you should come see, um, I, it escapes me at the moment, but it was another one of those ones. Did where you Mouse last year? Did you see Flatermouse? It was in English. Is that okay. Flatermouse? Flatermouse, yeah. yeah. it was good. And they have like a part in the middle where they can just kind of freestyle yeah, a little bit. that's Flatermouse. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then I've seen that too. And this year, um, they've brought back their um, relationship with Knoxville Opera. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a co-production with UT Opera Theater, Knoxville Opera, in November. And you're involved somehow, uh, your students are involved in this. Student, my students are so involved. So you'll be helping them yes, prepare. Yes, it's the Merry Widow. Um, which is a great, great operator. How merry is she? Um, not Her? as merry as Santa, but pretty merry. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so that that's an exciting, you know, collaboration that we're really trying to focus on for the students at um, UT because it's a really great opportunity to be able to perform with a full time professional company. That's cool. And then in the spring, we're doing our own UT opera production of Hansel and Gretel. Oh, that's nice too. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, great. Yeah. Well, good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, no, I think I there's a lot of great opera and you know classical stuff happening in in Knoxville these days, as well as a lot of good Broadway stuff. It's yeah. it's a real good year for the Broadway series. Yeah. Um, one of my good friends is in Hamilton, so he's coming through town. So oh, I'm very nice. excited about that. And your wife has been doing stuff with UT and with at Clarence, Clarence Brown. Brown right? They start Christmas Carol pretty soon, and 
And oh, it's it's been fantastic, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool to have talent of, you know, Laura Beth Broadway, mm-hmm. David Crawford, Metropolitan Opera, uh, hanging out locally and available and willing yeah. to, you know, keep... You know, um, keep your chops up by performing in our stuff here. You know, yeah. instead of always going to the big cities or or the small cities. I mean, which is nice is that you know being here enables me to you know kind of pick and choose. And now I'm doing a little less this year because of UT. But because you still, have a job, you but do I'm, more. Yeah. But you, <laughs> I've, I've had to I've had to say no uh, quite a few times in the past month. So uh, you know, which is fine. But um, this is, I mean, think about the long-term career benefits of having that on yeah, the resume. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's great, and it really, it helps you become a better singer, too, because you're thinking about it all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're always saying, well, this works for me, and then you realize, oh, I've, I guess when I'm talking about radio or improv or things that I love to talk about, sometimes I become aware when I'm talking to someone who wants to learn of a crutch or something that I've been doing yeah. like oh maybe I should yeah I should follow my own advice hey, absolutely and do what I've just told that oh, person yeah. to do I should look in the mirror more when I say yes okay there you go <laughs> done well I do enjoy um, you know the arts I enjoy going to shows um, like I mentioned we went to that concert with, uh, with Catherine but I gotta tell you about a an unfortunate experience. I love unfortunate experiences. Where uh, my wife and I had a gift card. We were going out to a, just t- wanted to burn, and plus she didn't want to cook. So we thought, let's look in the wallet. Where are we going? Here's where we're going. Okay. We go. And uh, the food was fine. It was a nice little place over there in West Knoxville. But uh, we're wondering why, what we're hearing. They set us in a, in a like kind of a private table. They thought, we weren't there with the bar crowd. At that time of night, it was kind of late. And I, we had literally been at the home improvement store buying dirt and chlorine. So we just like, <laughs> well, chlorine for the pool. I understand. I dirt, understand, but it's pretty, dirt for the figs. Oh, dirt right? for the figs. Yeah. So um, buying, you know, and we're like, oh, it's, what time is it? It's almost nine o'clock. Let's Oof. just go get something. And that'll be that. Yeah. So we go in and like, you want dinner still? Okay. Okay. But they set us over in a corner where we say, we'll sit you over here where it's kind of a little quieter because the bar crowd is getting a little, mm. you know, this, this, that's what they have. They've got yeah. a nice, beautiful bar. And you hear this, this noise. And I, I'm like the Grinch, you know, the noise, noise, noise. And I'm listening to it. And I realize, you know, that is supposed to be a Billy Joel song. Oh. I know you're not a fan. Woo. So now imagine you lost me already. So now imagine Billy Joel's songs done poorly. No, they're all done. Well, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. Take it down a few notches. <laughs> You've got Billy Joel. Whatever yeah. your opinion is of Billy Joel. Okay. Now worse than that. Okay. Okay. I got you. Oof. Oof, no thanks. Actually, maybe. Dave is the guy who texts me every time I play Billy Joel on the radio and says, why, why, why? It's not just every, it's just that there seems to be an abundance of it. And I, I would prefer an abundance of maybe Freddie Mercury instead. So. I have a theory on that, and I'll take a quick jag. I've said this on the show, talking about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, my theory is that most classic hit stations around the country base their playlists on either WCBS in New York mm-hmm. or maybe K-Earth in Los Angeles. Um, and WCBS in New York, when I was up there last time, driving through, listening to Broadway Bill Lee, okay. who's fantastic, best, one of the best DJs in America, um, I noticed a lot of Billy Joel songs, and I thought, well, of course they play a lot of Billy Joel songs on the station that reaches Long Island where he lives. Yes. He's a local guy. Yeah. It would be like us playing a Dolly Parton song or playing Rocky Top every once in a while. It would make sense. Makes sense. You know, you're not, in fact, we do play Jolene and 9 to 5, and you don't generally hear those. Right. 
elsewhere. I have another theory, though. But I think because WCBS plays yeah. too much Billy Joel, therefore everybody plays too much Billy Joel. Well, my theory is that you've bugged my phone, and you know every time I set foot in my car when I turn my radio on, and you're just like, oh, oh, Dave's in the car, I'm going to mess with him. Time for my life again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's play moving out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the story. Um, so I hear one of these Billy Joel songs probably... Um, She's always a woman or piano man. Oh, Usually you yes, hear piano all the man. Time. Mm-hmm. You know? They put bread in my jar. Yes. And I've even said on the radio, I don't think the kids know what that means anymore. I think they're picturing actual pieces of Wonder Bread being stuffed in this guy's jar. You know? Well, I don't know about Wonder Bread. That's maybe maybe he's reference to refer to money as bread. Uh, yeah, this is true. It's like a gangster type or, you know, yeah. like Godfather type thing. Well, or. <gasps> Did oh, you I make any bread today? Because I was thinking it was like more of a hippie thing when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. You know, oh man, I gotta get some, you know. I gotta get some bread. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we hear this, and Jerry and I are convinced that it must be karaoke night. Oh. It's got to be that. That's how bad. Those are special evenings. Right. But, but, the, but we also realize that it doesn't sound exactly like a, a recorded track either. It's, it's only piano. There's no orchestration. So I said, I'm going to go look. I have to go look and see who this is who's mon- monopolizing is the karaoke person machine. putting their name in. <laughs> and then, and then I, I get around there, and it's, it's this, I mean, fairly young guy, and I felt bad now, with his rig, his piano set up. He's got it all. He's got, he's got, like, and maybe he's got like oh. a little, you know, drum pad over oh, here. Boy. But he's got it all. He's got his whole piano set up and his chair, and he's got his microphone, and it's him playing and singing these Billy Joel songs very poorly. Oh. And I came back and I shook my head and I said, "Jerry, it's it's." And at that point, he went into um, "Rocket Man" by Elton John, and "Tiny Dancer." In fact, especially "Tiny Dancer." Tony Danza. Because we were thinking about it, we're like, "This sounds like a song." <laughs> It sounds like, no, it's not a Billy Joel song. It's what, and we're going, everybody knows Tiny Dancer, right? Yeah. Well, not when you hear this guy do oh, it. Oh, boy. We had to struggle, uh, and finally we, we figured it out that it was going to be Tiny Dancer when he finally got to it. And that, that song is very long. You know, a lot, like some of these Billy Joel songs are, are incredibly long. Piano yes. Man is long. Yes, they Tiny all, Dancer They is, tend to go on. They're like arias. They, you know, I, I know how it is. I'm, sometimes you sing for a long time, about the same thing for 10 minutes. You know? But I thought, I can't bring Crawford back to this oh. joint because imagine <laughs> <laughs> you'd lose your. I'd <laughs> be all right. So, speaking of karaoke, I bet you could not name what song I always sing for karaoke. Um, it's 16, not Billy Joel. 16 Tons by Tennessee Ernie Ford. No. Uh, Baby Got Back by Sir Mixalot. <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, I still to this day know every word of that song. Like Taylor Swift. You just know kind of, you know, the, you don't have to look at the sheet music. You just sing. But I wouldn't, but I wouldn't say the 28th day of September. You'd get I would right. know, yeah, I'd get it absolutely right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. But that's the one thing I can do. I, I enjoy that's a old talent. school hip hop. It is pretty, uh, yeah, that's a talent. Something. Well, let me throw in a plug for my friend Maureen, who owns the Middleburg Barn oh, at Fox Chase Farm. This is outside Washington, D.C., mm. in the Hunt country of Loudoun, Virginia. Oh, wow. uh, Middleburg is, you know, a fairly ritzy area. Yeah. And they have this beautiful barn that she built just over five years ago using the old style of mortise and tenon. So there's no not, uh, nails, oh. no hammers, no nails. The pieces were fit together like a puzzle. Wow. And it's a beautiful barn, and she put in Swarovski crystal chandeliers. She put in the ultraviolet HVAC system for the air. It's along the Blue Ridge Mountains, so when they throw open the side door, uh, you've got, you know, really the Appalachian Mountains, but there are Blue Ridge up there. So they have, um, you know, big fundraisers there. They have weddings, a lot of weddings. 
It's other, romantic, okay? Yeah, it's just everything. It's I mean, private parties. Yeah. And it's really, sometimes it gets decked out. Sometimes the people bring in these really high-end decorators, and Maureen is just gobsmacked, because, you know, she has an empty barn. But when they lay it out with oh, the yeah. most beautiful crystal and uh, chandelier, and not... The, um, candelabras and all right. that other stuff. You know, and the wedding party loves to, Sometimes a horse comes to the wedding. Oh, well, you know. It's a horse farm. You know, yeah. she's got the jumpy horses who do things. Um, and she's got the swans, Fred okay. and Ginger, who romantically swim around on the pond in front of the, the Middleburg barn. So you can call her if you want at area code 540-687-5255 or look it up online, themiddleburgbarn.com. It's about uh, 50-ish miles west of uh, Washington, D.C. on Route 50. Maybe it's less. Maybe it's uh, 25 minutes or so. And about 10 minutes from um, 25 miles and about... Oh, that's what it is. It's 25 miles, but it takes an hour to drive because of the traffic. Yeah, it sounds like my commute to downtown. <laughs> and about 10 minutes from Dulles Airport. So if you're flying in or having a destination wedding or if you're one of our many viewers yeah. in Virginia, uh, make sure you check out themiddleburgbarn.com. All right. How about that? There you go. So, well, speaking of barns and um, you know horses and stuff, I recently got into Emmanuel the Emu. Emmanuel the Emu? So there's this... There's this young woman who has a farm in South Florida. Yeah. And she does these, like, instructional videos or educational videos. Okay. But she has these animals, and one of them is named Emmanuel the Emu. Okay. And he's always disrupting her shots. And it is the funniest thing in the world, because the Emu would just come up and just put its head right in the camera and be like, and she and she's like, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to teach people. I'm trying to educate. It's, it's just, and then the, the emu will look at her and then kind of walk away for a second and then come back and she's like, man, it, I could watch it literally all day. This is on YouTube? Oh, yes. <laughs> it started on, I mean, it's just, I, I, there's so many videos right. of it. It's absolutely hysterical. Now, I find every time I watch YouTube, I get too many ads for Lemu the emu. And right. I'm wondering, does that, um, if you're actually seeking out an emu video, would you end up with even more Limu Emu commercials? Maybe. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's for yeah, an insurance no, company. The, the, yeah, yeah the, which, well, I don't even know what insurance that is. But Liberty yeah, Mutual. No, they, yeah, Liberty Mutual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, but I don't know. And I also feel bad for uh, Lincoln Memorial University because, you know, they were LMU forever and now you get, you know, Limu the Emu is stealing all their. I've thought ah, about these things. Ah. Is their mascot the Emu? No, it's, it's a rail splitter. Huh? Well, it's Lincoln. Lincoln Memorial University, so it's like the woodchuckers or the, the rail splitters or the... the man, he looks like Lincoln. <laughs> the rail splitters. I'm almost positive. Come on. I'm pretty That's sure. That's amazing. But I have if to say... I look up the rail splitters. Speaking of mascots, I went to three schools in my life. High school, you know, high school, undergrad and grad. And I have the worst mascots okay, well, an, that are combined. Well, here, here's... They're the um, rail splitters. They are. And it's yeah. a big, looks like a big woodchuck Abe. with it's, a no, puffed Abe, out no, chest. That, that's Abe. That's, that's Honest Abe. You see? No, look at the one. Well, that's a different one, though. That's somebody else. It's a different school. The LMU in uh, Tennessee. Okay, so there you have have, it. I've been to the um, Abraham Lincoln Museum there at uh, LMU. It's pretty good. They had stuff that was associated with him. And I think I I put on the gloves and got to touch some of it during an interview. Well, see, my, my high school mascot was the Quakers. Oh, well, you're from Quaker Valley Quakers. And you get lots of oats. Yes, right? but no, but they had, at one point, they had a banner in the auditorium that said, Home of the Fighting Quakers. That's got Well, we can't do that, you know. So, so then we changed it to the Hustling Quakers. That's bad. That was, like, that was terrible. <laughs> 
because <laughs> do the hustle. Yes, and then awful. so then I went to undergrad at Ohio Wesleyan University, and I was a battling bishop. Bishop. So I went from being a, a hustling Quaker to a battling What's bishop. What's with the religious themes? And then I went to Boston University, and I was a terrier. Woof. I, exactly. I couldn't think of three, like... No, like, no, these are terrible mascots. Terrible But it was, no. that was my history. Like, and now I cheer for the, and work at the University of Tennessee where we're volunteers. But fantastic. Which is great in so many senses, because everybody should volunteer. Yes, but specifically, the volunteers in that of the namesake right. were warriors yes. who went mainly from Tennessee to Texas, among other things, mm-hmm. to fight at the Alamo and do all these other battles, and they signed up. And that was the Rob point. Volunteer, you know, I guess yeah. why the volunteer mm-hmm. mascot. Oh, it's great. He's got a rifle. What's the dog? Smokey. Yeah. He's a blue what, tick. But what does that have to do with a volunteer? It, well, he's a hunting dog, so I don't know. I think they just... <laughs> I think this that's is, always confused me. I'm like, I think well, he got added with the volunteers, later. I know that George's the Bulldogs. They have a dog. That's it. great. Makes but sense. what's our like? Is our dog to combat the Bulldog? I just think he's a nice dog. Well, the Wildcat from Kentucky. I like, think, I'm trying I think to figure I, it out. Well, you've got the aggressiveness of the mascot idea. This is where I'm going with this. Okay, is you have to have a mascot that is a predator, in my opinion. Hustling Quakers not a predator. Not a predator. <laughs> I mean. If they are a predator, then you really that there's that. I mean, that's a that's the wrong kind one, of predator. Isn't there one college that's the banana slugs? Yeah, at in um, Santa Cruz or Santa Barbara. I love it. Yeah, that's you, not a, you, that's you a see, predator. You see Santa Barbara. So, but anyways, but it's, 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 see that was done as a joke, and people think it's hilarious. But you don't want to have like you wouldn't name your team the Doves. You would name your team the Hawks. You follow where I'm going yeah, with I this? Gotcha. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't name your team. I don't know. You'd have some pretty good Prince songs when doves cry. You could just have that as I'm your just saying, you don't, you don't want to have as your mascot some animal that goes along. Like, you wouldn't choose the rabbits. I'm sure someone is well, the they're rabbits. Well, the jack, they're the jackrabbits, aren't they? I'm sure someone is, but something can come along and eat that. So basically, it should just be called the. Well, it should I mean, be whatever kind of. It can be the lions, the tigers, what the eagles. What doesn't get eaten? Well, the, the, the apex predators. Vulture. Yeah, because <laughs> they eat everything after you're dead. Yeah. Yes, the turkey vultures. <laughs> they'll, they'll wait. Here's your mascot. You sit up, wait till the end of the game, yes. and then you appear. And then you appear after your team wins. Yeah, then your you team, show up. That's the per- well, we have just come up with the perfect skit for SNL. <laughs> Which is the mascot skit, and the team Just wins, waits. and all of a sudden the mascot appears. It's like, <laughs> I'm been, here. Now that, the, <laughs> now that you've killed the other team. All right. That's good. I know. But you follow where I'm saying. I understand. I mean, look yep. at the NFL. You know, Falcons, right? Um, the, the cats are all, the, you know, predatory cats. There's a lot cats. of cats, yes. Nobody eats those cats. Yes. The birds that are chosen um, are, generally speaking, are, you know, I can't think of uh, one that isn't. I'm thinking of baseball at the same time. But We have ravens. Yeah. Well, ravens are, I mean, they're pretty... They're pretty mean. Mean, and they tend to eat other things. I mean, uh-uh. cardinals, eh, that's a little, yeah. that's a little, you know, yeah. a cardinal could get eaten, but their plumage, I think, keeps them from Speaking being... of birds, I saw the weirdest thing I've ever seen the other day. Okay. So, I was, we have all these bird feeders in our house. And in the summer, it, when they can have food anywhere. Right. Okay. But we like to you know, watch, you know, you know. Do you want so, to bring them close to the window? Yes. And especially to tease the cat. So, um, <laughs> I heard this, this bird, it was like it was... Freaking out. Yeah. And it was just making all this noise that I'd never heard before. So I go out on the screen porch and I look, and there is a dove standing on this bird, oh. this small bird, in its claws. So here I am saying that doves are kind. And, I know, and, and, and here I'm bringing it, not, bringing it about. Uh, so it was standing on this bird in its, in its talons, yeah. 
whatever talons doves have. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I looked and I was like, well, hey, knock it off. And the dove didn't get more than a foot off the ground, but flew with the bird still in its talons no. around the corner. That's and weird. all of a sudden the bird stopped the bird stopped making all the noise. So I think the, the dove <sighs> killed it. Yeah. It's like, well, I've never seen that before. That, wow. It was a dove. It wasn't like it was like a hawk. I was expecting to see like, you know, like a yeah. hawk or, you know, maybe I mean, even some corn. Of- I, I don't even know if the dove's going to eat the thing. No. It, it just got in the way of its food, I think. So the dove's a hitman. Yeah. The dove was a brought in. For the buzzards. <laughs> dove's a hitman for the, for the vultures. <laughs> like, hey, dove. They, hey, they, hey, I mean, yeah. you're supposed to be peaceful and all. Yeah, but. Here's what we're going to yeah, do. Sneak attack. Yeah, no one's going to see it coming. It was, nobody saw it. It was, it was bizarre. You're going to be the killer dove. Yeah. The killer dove. Mm-hmm. That's, there I, you go. I, I can't even. I can't even. The no. killer dove. Killer dove. We got one in our, you know, and now he's probably going to have to be put down because he's... he's, he's oh, he's had he, the taste. He's had the taste, yeah. He's had the taste of, of a smaller titmouse yep. or whatever. I don't know what it was, but it was something. All right. Well, before we wrap, I will mention that uh, I went to the Tennessee Valley Fair when it was in session. And one of the fun things that we had was the Sweet Goodness Donut Challenge. Oh. And I was Sorry, amazed... I uh, you know, a lot of these things that happen at the fair, uh, sometimes it's like the chili cook-off or the um, fair food throwdown, yeah. some of these other things. Uh, maybe on a Wednesday night, maybe a little hard to get some extra volunteers to help. Well, the donut challenge was on a Thursday night at 6 p.m. So really, it's not exactly prime time at the fair. You know, it's not the weekend. But uh, I get there early. In fact, I got there early, way early. Um, you were competing in the donut challenge. I was the MC. So oh, I, was like, I had to do. Oh, sorry, I thought that you were like got there early to prep to like clean your palate for the donuts. Well, we, I that's what I would have done. I got there before the donuts. That is what I'm telling oh. you. And because they were still making the donuts. Yes. <laughs> well, because they normally make them in the morning. Yeah. So these companies that wanted to win, this is local donut shops oh. all around the area, are competing to have the best donut okay. as judged by the panel. Okay. Um, yeah, some of them made donuts in the afternoons so they could be fresh. Well, I'm there as the donuts start to arrive. And, you know, just it's box after box after box are coming in. Ooh. I counted, I lost count at 60 boxes, which is a lot. And, but then all these other people start showing up. And I'm like, and I'm trying to, actually, I was sitting backstage with the iPad. I was trying to edit some video. Yeah, okay, like you do. You know, I got my AirPods in. And I thought I could oh, I find a nice little quiet spot at the Tennessee Valley Fair. <laughs> And 20 people are coming in, buzzing around, excited. And every time a box of donuts come in, Ooh. they're like elbowing themselves out of the way so they can look and drool over these donuts, which are going to be in the competition. And when my friend Becca, who's one of the judges, showed up, she got shooed away. She's not allowed to see uh-huh. this because it's a blind judging. Blind, okay. So anyway, uh, and I just was amazed at how there's no shortage of volunteers when there's free donuts. Yeah. Now, were they all like the same donut? Like, did they have to like make like... A classic glazed donut and see were, who has the best glazed donut? There were three categories. Okay. There was the yeast donut, the cake donut, and the specialty donut. Oh. So I don't really particularly care for yeast donuts, but... What they, would you describe? What's a wood? A Krispy Kreme. You know, it's kind of... Um, so like glazed, but like... Glazed donut, but it's kind of puffy in the middle. It's not. It's kind of airy in the middle, oh, okay, maybe. okay. Whereas the cake donut literally has got okay, the, yeah, no, it's, it's okay, the thickness of cake. I'm a yeast donut guy. Yeah, so. and, they, and they call it the old-fashioned, maybe. It's yes. got like the ridges on the top and the mm-hmm. glaze. And it's okay. like a sour cream, yep. old-fashioned donut. That's my and number specialty one. specialty is like something with cream in the filling, stuff like that? Or they may have put they might have put uh, marshmallows on top and made it into a s'mores donut okay, with a okay. flamethrower. Yeah. Or they... What, you know, all these other... Yeah exotic things there was one that was like a it was actually kind of rude looking it was this twisty 
knob-like thing. It looked like a dog toy of some kind. Yeah, well, we all know what dog toys look like. That's right. So so (laughs) we had all of those. Um, And I'm in the middle of emceeing the donut challenge, right? I'm filming. Because I I haven't got to do this since I have been off the air on the the stations where I used to work, sponsor a lot of things at the Tennessee Valley Fair, and I would get asked to emcee. Well, I don't work for those stations anymore, but I got asked back to emcee, and I'm like a little... So happy because yeah. it's been two, three years since I've been asked and uh, unable to do it. And I'm up there, and then I'm somebody's walking along, and they yell, "Hey, Frank!" and they're waving. I'm like, "I've been recognized." Oh yeah, this is it. I'm back, baby. Yes, I've been recognized. I'm like, "Hey, thanks for coming." He's like, "No, no, no, it's uh, me, your neighbor." That was the guy who lives in the house over there. Oh. Yeah, it was Matt. But he's still a fan. Uh, well, no, he, um, he said he recognized. He said, "We know that voice. That's the guy who's always hollering at us over the fence." You know, that's how we have our conversations. Yeah. We don't actually... Kind of like, um, what was that? Um, that oh, uh, and uh, Home Improvement? Home Improvement, yeah. Yeah, Will, uh, was it Wilson who lived over yeah. the fence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he lives in a different zip code, but he also just has the house over the fence. That's technically a different area. That's amazing. And I have to figure out, I've got to talk to the fence guy, because who lives in this neighborhood, also the guy who built the fence. He lives a couple houses down. Who doesn't live in this neighborhood, by the way? Oh, I got a cello player. We got a a lot of people. Oh, good. Um, If you never need a cello player, it's right next door. But um, these kids lately have been cutting through from the 379. Well, they're both, you know, the joke is I live in 379 too far. Okay. But the next, the fancier, the more expensive um, zip Zip code code next door, they've been cutting through my property all of a sudden. Just a bunch of kids. All, I mean, it's been, I've been here 20 years and this never has started happening. So Get off my lawn, kid. I feel that way, but the guy who lives down on the hill, he works for the Knox County Public Schools, and he came up here and said, who are these kids? Are they yours? I'm like, my. Yes, they are all mine. <laughs> well, I don't know who they are, because he's mad, because they're traipsing more on his property than technically on mine. They, they make a, once they get up to my property, they make a quick dash out to the street. Um, but he's like, kind of trying to figure out why these kids are there. And my question for the fence guy is, has he put another fence in somewhere? That has blocked the path that these kids used maybe, to do. Maybe, maybe, maybe. What has caused this all of a sudden? They're bringing dogs through here, bicycles. I mean, it's 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 like Let's just make a path. I don't get it. Don't they are making a path. They through, are making a path yeah. through Rodney's property down the hill. You know, and he's the one who's getting sorry, mad Rodney. About it. Yeah, Rodney got to put up his own fence. Well, he works for the school system, so you know he can start asking for names and numbers. Nope, <laughs> get the truancy <laughs> offer out here. But they still have those. I, they must. They must. I don't know what they call them, but yeah. they must. Anyway. Uh, we do appreciate your uh, watching, and if you like listening to audio entertainment of all kinds, including podcasts and including audiobooks and now custom entertainment, oh. please do use our website, our URL, to sign up for Audible. Okay. When you go to audibletrial.com slash show, you get a free 30-day premium membership. Ooh. Not the regular, but Not the premium, premium. Yeah. membership. Right. And one of the main differences in premium is that you get a free credit, one credit per month, for an MP3 download. And during your free trial, you'll get that credit for an MP3 download. So be sure to take advantage of it. Download something that you keep forever. And then when you continue on, you can either bank your credits or just download something every month. That's an option for premium members. Oh, that's nice. And when you're listening to audiobooks or any of the other forms of audio entertainment, it works across multiple platforms and apps and devices. So you listen on your phone. You listen on your Alexa. You can listen on... So many devices. All the other things. And it saves your spot. Um, it's really oh, cool. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a great way to, it's found time. You know, we all wish we could read more books, 
about what are we doing? You know, when we're driving around, we're listening to podcasts. Well, that's a great way. That's found time. And you yeah. can do that. Our show is on Audible. We appreciate them for having us. Uh, audibletrial.com slash show gets us uh, some help. And when you go to our website, frankandfriendsshow.com slash store, that's where you get all the beautiful merchandise. I think I showed earlier yes. uh, the hoodie for, uh, for autumnal, the autumnal season. Which is nice. Got the big logo. Oh, beautiful. And I also have, um, I guess we're getting near the end of uh, summer. Well, summer's technically over, but I, it's time for me to start thinking about closing the pool. I usually close the pool in mid-October. But I do. It's still, almost time. Until, until that moment. degrees outside. Until that moment, I can still uh, unfurl the uh, Frank and Friends beach towel, which I just find so beautiful. Mm, yes. It's nice. It's got solid. The, it's very nice. The long, the like big it has logo. a golf course on it. I love that. The art logo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. You know, it's a mountainous, uh, like a smoky it's a mountain, mountain. But it looks like a golf you course. You golf in the yeah, smoky mountains. I think Absolutely. People do. Yeah. And also, we don't want them to forget to. Oh, what? Don't forget. Smash that button for notifications Absolutely. so that you can subscribe on YouTube. Get us a thousand subscribers before Christmas because that makes you nice. However, you got to do to help us out. Um, gotten a bunch of new uh, subscribers and comments lately, so I think that's fantastic. Oh, that is great. We were talking about that lady who moved here from Baton Rouge. April. April. Yes. She subscribed and wrote a comment. So, April, we appreciate you for that. Um, and uh, all sorts of other good, fun stuff. I'm hoping maybe Alan Sherrod will watch this episode too. He often tunes in. So that, I'm, I'm calling you out, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know if you don't. Uh, stick around and we'll do, uh, right, do yeah, another show yeah. for, uh, for later in the week. All right? It is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm David Crawford. Thanks for watching. All we'll right. talk to you again soon.